This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Adjunct faculty at Columbia College have been on strike now for more than a month. And the union says this is the longest strike of its kind. Now, it began when the college announced a, quote, section elimination project that cut 53 course, course sections from the fall and 317 for the spring semester. So what's the latest and where do things go from here? Now, in a few minutes, we're going to hear from a school administrator, senior vice president and provost of the college. But first, we turn to Diana Valera, a faculty member in the photography department and president of the Columbia College Faculty Union. Welcome, Diana. Thank you. Thank you, Sasha. So tell us, what's it like for you being now on the second month of this strike? Um, well, first of all, I'm proud of our faculty and our students standing up um, for the inequities that we're seeing at the college and um, standing up for quality of education. And um, But it's, of course, difficult um, for this long of a strike um, and to sustain it. Our members are sustaining it, but of course, it is difficult. Yeah. Morale, how's that? You know, the morale's been great. I just got a photo from um, the faculty that are out there currently on the strike line. And, um, you know, they're determined. They're um, they're determined to make sure that the students get the quality that they deserve. Now, adjunct faculty, they aren't full-time, right? And you've described them as being at the margins. What do you mean by that? Yes. So um, adjunct faculty across this country, we make up um, over 67 percent of uh, the faculty. And unfortunately, many like ourselves do not receive um, basic safety nets like healthcare. care. Um, we live paycheck to paycheck. Um, many don't make um, enough money to um, be able to pay the bills. Um, our adjunct faculty are paid uh, about fifty one hundred dollars for a three credit hour course. Um, so. Unfortunately, many are working paycheck to paycheck. Mm. So tell us then, what are you asking from the college? What are the union's key demands? So this is not about money for us. Um, and it's not even, I mean, sure, we, we would like health insurance. But the main key issue here for us is when this section elimination um, course elimination um, took place, it took place two weeks before the semester began. And what we're saying is, um, you know, Columbia College, who we represent, our students, our students, many of which uh, represent the uh, communities in the Chicago area, um, many of those black and brown communities, these are hardworking class families um, that, you know, pay, struggled for years to make sure that their um, children can come to Columbia. We love this school, what it stands for. Um, and what we're saying is, these students matter, that the quality of education for Columbia matters, and that's really our fight. We're, we're also saying um, that, look, if there's low enrollment, of course there's a, a course reduction, but you, you do not um, eliminate courses that are advertised for our students. Students come here for specific courses. They, they come here for the smaller class sizes. Um, that's what's being advertised, and we know that that's the best way to be able to provide the kind of instruction that's needed at Columbia, especially for an art school. Um, it's a successful school. Um, it represents the communities. There's so much about Columbia that, that we love, and we know with these type of changes, we're not gonna be able to provide the quality of education. We know the harm it would do for many of our students that come here. Mm -hmm. And we're just saying, we're saying no. Um, the second part of what we're asking for as well is it really has to do with um, the inequity 
Um, and this is something that we're seeing across this country. And so what we noticed that while these changes were happening, um, at the same time, we finally started to see some of the financial records coming out. And what we saw was, you know, our, our president is making around a million dollars, has a mansion, um, and his bonus alone was over $250,000. That bonus would have covered, would have saved 49 courses. So we're talking about the inequities. Um, we're, we're saying prioritize our students' quality of education. Um, that must come first above wages, above um, these increases and 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 that's really what, what our fight's about. Yeah, the spokesperson for the college says the heart of the issue is that the college is asserting its management right to make decisions to address financial shortfalls and that the union's insisting on guaranteeing employment for members. We're going to hear more about this, of course, in a few minutes from the provost, but your direct response to that? Yeah, I mean, I like like I just said, I think there's got to be accountability. Um, if, if, if the decisions that that um, are, like the provost is saying, claiming that there's a financial crisis. Um, you know, first of all, the, it went from a strategic deficit to a financial crisis, and then now fiscally sound institution within a matter of weeks. You know, that's that's not okay. And so what what we're saying is, let's open the books. Let's find out the bottom line numbers of where the money is really going. Are we in a financial crisis? Why are we not opening the books? We've certainly asked for those detailed line items. What is the college hiding? Um, and, and, you know, we're saying it's not okay to do these kind of cuts um, that are going to directly harm student learning and going to directly harm um, the faculty most on the margins. Um, so class size increases are, are on the table here, and that's a contentious issue. What's your perspective on that? You know what? It, my perspective is that the students are being told that the class sizes are going to be um, a certain size. They're going to be a small class size. Uh, we know that's the best way for our student learning, especially for an art school. Um, we know that it's going to make it very difficult, um, if, the, if impossible in many ways, to, um, to be able to provide the quality of education. You know, our faculty are concerned when we're being told as faculty, um, frankly, to just, you know, dummy down the programs, and we're not going to do that. We're not going to do it. You filed six charges uh, with the National Labor Relations Board, citing what you call unfair labor practice. Uh, for instance, you say that uh, Columbia made the decision to cut these classes while you were in contract negotiations and after the contract had expired without consulting the union. That's right. Um, it seems that this employer... Um, has doesn't recognize the union, um, doesn't feel like they have any obligation to follow labor law, and uh, we're of course saying yes, you do. Um, you know, it's uh, they underestimated, they under this employer underestimated the the adjunct faculty, the union, and and the students. You're also filing a charge with the um, LNRB, alleging that the college discriminated against the union. How so? That's right. Well, if you look at it, um, the only faculty, the only ones that are being harmed by these decisions and these cuts are unionized faculty um, and, and those most on the margins. It doesn't make financial sense. You know, we're in the middle of contract negotiations and they only go after the union. 
A spokesperson for Columbia College says that they offered more concessions during your Thanksgiving break, and this was in an attempt to end the strike. These concessions included increasing the class size pivot fee to $750 and full course fees to certain adjuncts who receive no course assignments. Explain why the union rejected that proposal. Because it's not about money for us. It's, it's about the quality of education for our students. What they're not addressing in those proposals is the heart and soul of what we're fighting for. It's for our students. Our students matter, um, and we want to provide them the best quality of education. And speaking of students, I mean, they haven't been in classes now for over a month. So tell us how they're reacting to this continued strike. Yeah, I, you know, I, I can't speak for all the students, but what we're seeing certainly is um, students who have been very upset about the institution um, that promised them certain courses that are being eliminated, promised them small class sizes. Um, and we stand in unity with our students. They, they're, they're as upset as, as many of us are. And um, the college certainly had an opportunity and still does to prioritize bargaining with us. Um, they can't avoid bargaining. And they're constantly um, uh, avoiding their obligation to bargain with the union and uh, and and not putting their students first. So we're you know we have to put we have to get a contract done and the college has an opportunity to do that and prioritize student learning. Leave us with this. What concessions is the union willing to make in order to get students back to class? Um, you know, we 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 um, offered a lot of concessions just this last week, and and it's been over a week that the college hasn't um, hasn't even responded. Uh, we're in federal mediation right now, but unfortunately, uh, we see that as possibly another PR ploy. Um, they're not they're not negotiating. There's nobody there that has authority, and they haven't made one proposal in over a week. Um, so for the, for the, for us. We're saying we're willing to make lots of concessions. We, in fact, in the last week um, did so in, in how many courses um, need to be reinstated. Um, what we're not willing to do, though, is to um, not prioritize student learning. We're, we're wanting to meet them halfway with certain points, and we want to make sure that going forward, there's going to be accountability. We need to be able, as an institution, see when there's a so-called crisis, um, there's got to be faculty input. This decision was made with no faculty input. It was made without the union's involvement. Um, I think all of us are saying there must be accountability um, going forward. There's got to be a process in place. And right. these these inequities have to stop. You know, these, these, these um, unfortunately ballooning, um, you know, uh, increases in salary at the top. You know, it was the heart of the UAW um, auto worker strike. And, you know, the college often says, well, it's to be expected. These are the salaries. And right. we're saying no. That's Diana Valera, faculty in the photography department and president of the Columbia College Faculty Union. Thanks for taking the time, Diana. Thank you, Sasha. Thank you. Now let's hear from the provost of the college, Marcella David. Provost David, welcome to the program. Thank you so very much for providing the opportunity. So we're short on time, so I want to get right to the core issue here. Uh, the section elimination project. Walk us through your rationale for, for which courses were cut. 
So we, um, I first do not need to say one thing, which is that students are back. We have had full-time faculty and some part-time faculty who have come back to teaching and who are covering classes to the best that they are able to do. And we have students who are back in the classroom very happy to be continuing their studies and recognizing that continuing their studies is the best thing for them. Students not being able to finish the semester would be a disaster for the students who want to graduate, who are scheduled to graduate this semester, who are scheduled to graduate in the spring and need classes this fall to be able to persist to graduate in the spring, who need to stay on track, who need to be accountable for um, their financial aid that they have received that is predicated on them being students. And so we have done everything we possibly could to get students back in the classroom because we know that that is the thing that is the very best thing for our students. So the spokesperson for the college said that cutting classes was in response to the financial realities that the school's facing. Paint the picture for us. What are we missing? What are those difficulties? We have been in a structural deficit for a number of years, whereby the amount of tuition that we have been bringing in has not been enough to cover the cost of instruction. And in fact, we have spent um, this year alone, or last year, I should say, over $20 million in deficit spending in order to balance out the gap between our tuition and the expenses for education. And so what we have been doing is trying to streamline the schedule. We want to remain available for our students. We want to bring down the cost of education so that we can continue to be an accessible arts institution. One way of doing that is to look for those spaces where it is appropriate to have larger size classes because that allows you to bring down the cost of instruction. So, so cutting these classes, how much money is it saving the college? The courses that were cut this year were intended to help us bridge the gap by about $2 million. And why not cut classes that are taught by full-time faculty? We are work when you are when you are work, looking at your schedule, your first priority is providing the opportunities for your full-time faculty to teach because they are here. They are they're paid to teach. They are here and paid to teach. So we start by making sure that we are utilizing our full-time faculty to the best of our ability. And then you move to your contingent faculty. And your contingent, your contingent faculty are your part-time faculty. And that's the space where you have the ability to say on a, on a, a semester by semester basis, we have less for you to teach now because we're utilizing our full-time faculty in a way that is more efficient. So what's your reaction then to uh, the charges that Union President Diana uh, Valera brought up, that um, Columbia is trying to break the union by diluting the bargaining unit and the number of adjunct faculty that can participate in the, the contract negotiations? I mean, she also says you're trying to avoid bargaining. Your response? We, we have not been trying to avoid bargaining. There has been bargaining going on about the contract itself since May. 
There has been bargaining about the specific issues related to trying to deal with our fiscal challenges um, since that time, but also more concentrated fashion since August. Um, there have been many hours on bargaining, and the sum of the matter is that we are far apart. There's not been an ability for the union to move towards our position in a way that has allowed us to um, be able to plan for the future in a way that preserves the education we want to have for our students. I understand that you've set an increase in class size for, for lectures, but not studio classes. Can you talk more about that and what this will look like for the spring semester? In the spring semester, we have some of our incredibly talented faculty who are teaching large sections, larger sections of some of our courses. It's history courses, some of our other foundational lecture courses. Um, and those are being taught in a way that we not only think is not detrimental to the students, we think it's beneficial to students. It creates large cohorts of students. It creates dynamic opportunities for group projects. It creates opportunities for um, flipped classroom and other kinds of learning that we know is really um, cutting edge learning for students and successful um, um, opportunities for students for, to succeed. In addition, um, we are also thinking about all of our artistic courses. Um, and many of them are going to continue to be smaller in size because um, they are studio courses because they do require um, a certain faculty-student ratio in order to be successful. So the, the whole exercise has been to balance out those opportunities um, for finding more efficiencies in large courses with those opportunities to um, preserve smaller courses in a way that we know is best for our students. And the large size courses that we're talking about are very consistent with how other liberal arts colleges deliver those kinds of um, lectures or other foundational courses. Do you have a response to the inequities that the union president talked about that this creates? I'm, I, I'm not sure that I quite understood the inequities. I mean, the the truth of the matter is that our part-time faculty are um, in a contract which by which we negotiate and agree to paying them salaries and having certain responsibilities, and that is something we are absolutely committed to continue, and we've made offers to increase the salaries paid to adjuncts. We've made offers to um, provide health care and other um, supports to our adjunct faculty. But every adjunct faculty is at heart hired on a semester-by-semester -semester basis. And so the decision that we made to, in spring, reduce the number of classes that we were going to offer to um, part-time faculty and in some ways is really just the normal kind of management of our institution and management of our schedule and it's not targeting them for any other reason by the, than the fact that they're, they're not needed to teach the classes and therefore um, a contract isn't being offered. Is, is financial compensation being offered to, to students who haven't had class in the past month? So most of our students are back. Um, I know that 
that some of the um, strategy of the union is to, um, you know, say to students, you shouldn't go back. Yeah, but um, for the ones who aren't back, is there compensation available? Um, there, there's ability for our students to come back. Our students are welcomed back, and we are providing the classes that we want to provide for our students. Leave us with this. I mean, what else are you doing to resolve this strike? What's next? I mean, I think my, my primary consideration is also for students and student learning. And so I'm looking forward to the spring semester. We do hope that we can resolve this strike so that we can have certainty about um, our um, faculty coming back to the classrooms and delivering our spring semester. And that's what we're all focused on is planning for the spring semester and what do we need to do in order to provide um, for our students um, a, a return to the kind of learning experiences that we want them to have. That's Marcella David, provost of Columbia College. Thank you for your time. Thank you. We've been talking about the strike of adjunct faculty at the college, which is now in month two.